So uh, last week we talked about uh, reducing the shame. There is still our uh, sermon series pick. We've got all kinds of issues, all kinds of things going on. Last week we talked about reducing stress uh, from a financial aspect, how to say no, how to pick what's important. Did anybody have to say no to anything this week, any purchases? I'd, yeah, Ben told me no twice, jerk. <laughs> because, which I am, I mean, I'm pretty tired. I don't, I spend money on food because I love to eat. That's my biggest thing. But um, fall break was coming up and I found a really good deal on a cruise. And like, I knew deep down, I was like, you don't need to go. You just spend, you know, pay something. And then I mentioned Ben and, you know, he was like, you can't do that. He's like, you just told all those people last week. So I was like, all right. So you got to reel, you got to reel them in sometimes. And then Elizabeth was like, what about going the end of July? And I was like, I've not ruled that out because if that's a one-day trip, I could probably scrape some change together to go on that. So it's okay to be told no sometimes. Financial, um, God blesses us. We need to be good stewards with our finances, with our time, um, and all kinds of good stuff. So it's okay to be told no. Um, And actually, the loving husband that I have, got in the talent show yesterday because I was like, man, hopefully there won't be that many people in it this year and I can win some money. Well, I did. I won first place in my division, and I was not the only one. Ben kept going around telling everybody, oh, Leslie won the talent show, but she's the only one in her age group. No, I was not. There was four people, and some of them were pretty good, but I was better. No. But so, if you, um, I won 100 bucks, and just so you know, uh, that money will be going to pay bills on golf money. Get some stuff paid off early, okay? And uh, just a little bit of celebration because stuff does work when you do buckle down. And we'll have one of those bills paid off a little bit earlier, so that'll be this week. So, yay. So it starts small, so you got to go on, not because of the talent show thing, but just because of just pension and some other areas. So um, do not be afraid to say no. Um, if you are mad about it, it won't last that long. Guys, you probably won't be sleeping on the couch more than a few nights. So it'll be all right. All right, so uh, this week, uh, week two, I want to talk about uh, with reducing stress uh, from a priorities aspect. So getting your priorities in order. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just because I've been smoking so much meat lately, but I've just thought of the phrase trimming the fat, okay, which that has to do with reduce. But cutting back, sometimes whenever we're doing meat, when I get it, it's not always the best. So you want some fat for flavor, but i got to cut fat back. So there are things in our lives, the priorities, and we need to get, make sure we're right in the right aspect of things. To, to, to be able to be fruitful. So I'm going to start with our, uh, our scripture for the series. It's uh, Mark uh, chapter 8, verse 36. And this, you'll hear this for the remaining this week and the remaining three weeks. But uh, Jesus is talking. It's in red letters, so it is definitely important. It says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? So if we worry about everything else, if we're putting everything else in front of our relationships with God, what's going to, it's not going to do any good. So uh, financially, that is important to do that. And also priorities. Uh, finances are a, pri- are a part of priorities, but I just kind of want to dip into dip into some stuff because everybody has different priorities. Some people don't have any at all; they just kind of float through life, you know, just just whatever. Um, so I'm just we're just going to pray real quick. I'm going to put this down there. I should have known better. My choir teacher always said, whenever you're singing or doing your thing, you don't chew gum. It's not very professional. So, uh, God, we just thank you for this day, Father God. Thank you for this portion of Scripture that uh, that you spoke to your disciples and just uh, the crowd so long ago. God, help us this morning just to hear something that we can take away. Help us to get our priorities in order. Help us to be the best that we can be for you and uh, so we can 
just uh, be a light to others in this world and encourage others to do the same. Uh, let us leave here changed today. In your name we pray and ask all these things. Amen. All right, so uh, stressing over priorities, does anybody do that? I know you do, don't lie. Um, you know, Missy, they've got a wedding coming up. Um, she's the mother, so that's going to be a lot. I feel sorry for you. I'm just going to stand back and laugh, though, because, well, you know, I'm letting you use the church. That's my one contribution, and I'll sing, and that's all you're getting from me. I'm not doing anything else. Um, but you, we, there's all there's events we stress over. There's just time, everything. So we're just going to talk about some stuff and then go through some practical things that we can do to make things better. Um, so priority-wise, uh, anybody stress over uh, not getting enough accomplished at work? Accomplished at work. Um, depending on what kind of job you have, uh, like I drive a school bus, so I better have, that means if, <laughs> if I didn't get enough accomplished, that means I didn't pick up all my kids, so that's bad. Okay, so that's not really as much of an issue for me as it is somebody else that's got a task. Maybe you've got to call people back all day. Ben, if he takes an off day, it drives me nuts because I kid you not, he probably gets 75 different text messages and about 20 calls in a day. So like his priorities are trying to contact all these people back. Um, and on off days, I'm like, turn your phone on, do not disturb, because I do not want that going off at 7 a.m. Um, especially my favorite when somebody's working nights and they start <laughs> they're up on night shift and they're texting at like three in the morning, and I'm like, oh goodness. But um, people, some people stress about not getting enough accomplished at work. You know, I'm not getting this done, I'm not getting that. Uh, my boss is going to be is going to be on top of me. So we need to reduce some priorities, figure out what's important. Granted, um, I like this phrase a lot. Busyness does not equal productiveness. Just because you are busy all day long, just because I'm busy all day long, does not mean you're actually going to get anything done. Because there are some people that bounce from thing to thing and don't get anything done. And like I said, Ben uh, gives me a hard time 50 weeks out of the year, so here we go. Ben is really bad about bouncing from one thing to the other. We go out to clean out the barn, and 10 minutes later I turn around and he's not even over there. He went to put something over in the garage and got sidetracked. So he's busy all day long, but he's, I don't even know what he's doing. So I've got to be like being focused, focused. It's like a rat on acid or something, I don't know. Um, joke, I guess I'll take a lot if it's church, we can have fun. Um, we stress over, some people stress over not spending enough time with their family. Um, some people are workaholics. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's just like, oh gosh, you know, it's time. I didn't get to spend time with my kids. I didn't get to spend time with my spouse. Um, I didn't get to spend time with my dogs. Maybe those are your kids. Maybe you didn't take them on walks. But we stress over that kind of stuff. So if, we, if when we stress about that stuff, it's because we don't have our priorities. We're not organized about it. Um, we stress over not getting enough accomplished at home. Now, if you don't have the work issue, I know you've got that at home. You didn't do enough loads of laundry. You didn't uh, clean. You didn't take out the garbage. I didn't do this. And if you're like me, a lot of times whenever you lay in bed, your mind starts racing of everything that you didn't do that day and then you're, you're wide awake. So we stress over that kind of stuff. We stress over being prepared and organized, or we stress over trying to be prepared and organized. <laughs> Hindsight is always twenty twenty. You can think you have everything together, but when the show starts, at the end of it, you're gonna find out, oh man, I really didn't do that, that, or that. And that's okay, because that's how you get better is reevaluating yourself. But people stress over uh, being prepared. You know, it's time to start, and they're not ready <laughs> or like things are going it seems to be going smooth and then there's something you totally left out like oh the baptism a few weeks ago when nobody brought drinks remember that <laughs> so, 
I got to looking around, and I was thinking, I've got my quart, quart bottle of water, but I don't know what these other 50 people are going to do because I don't, I'm not drinking after them. I can go get water out of the creek. But, you know, we, we get so busy on Sunday, and that's what Sunday is, mine and Ben's busiest day. Um, it's not at people, it's not a day off for us. And a lot of times Saturday is not, all, but I love what we do, so don't get me wrong, but by the time that we get done with two services and preparing for that and the stuff after and then, and then talking to people and, and trying to help them through their situations and everything else, I'm done. <laughs> so usually I go feed my face and then I take a nap. And then Monday starts over and I'm like, I didn't even get a break. Um, so we'll talk about taking Sabbaths and getting some rest too because that is something very practical that we overlook. All right, so um, I'm not trying to step on toes, so I'm just going to say this this morning. If you feel guilty about something, I say it is not me. It is the Holy Spirit, okay? So the Holy Spirit stepping on toes, it's not me because I've got some issues, and I'll talk about some things that I have to work through just like financial stuff. I told you last week I was stressing about it, so I was like, God, what do I do? He said, I felt like he told me to make a list, so that's what I spent two or three hours I wrote down all of our debts that I wanted to pay off soon. I wrote down a plan, and then Ben had to rein me back in and say, no, you can't go anywhere for fall break. But we're going to pay some stuff off. So um, I didn't want to hear that because I thought I was, was organized, but we, could, we can always be better. So um, I'll talk about some of my struggles today too. Um, okay, so if you're a person that doesn't stress over being prepared, being on time, not being on time, um, not staying organized. Some people don't care about any of that stuff. Then they're just they're they're carefree, and that that's okay. The thing is, how many people in here have a boss or an overseer or a supervisor? You may not be stressed about being late or being unorganized, but let me tell you something. Listen to this message today for the sake of your supervisor or boss, because I can tell you, if you don't worry about it, you are scaring the crap out of them and stressing them out every day, every week every month however often you come into contact with them so if you if you think man i don't need to worry about that stuff i'm just living life do it for the sake of those that have to put up with you okay so turn to your neighbor and be like you need to listen to this message she's talking to you go ahead and do it and there's some like devil eyes right now <laughs> ryan man she just killed you with her looks so if you're if you're we all need to improve i'm not saying i'm perfect in any of these areas but i need to improve on some stuff but, but if, if you are somebody that runs late all the time, if you are somebody that's not planned or could do better, you may be okay with that. But the thing is, God always wants us to be better, okay? And our life is the only Jesus that anybody's ever going to see. And we're always running late for stuff, if we're always unorganized, if we don't do this on time, if we just, you know, don't give it a 110% effort, we're not being a good Christian light to people. All right, so anybody get their feelings hurt over that? Raise your hand. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I figured there'd be more than like just two or three people that raise their hand. It's all right though. Um, but for real, you know, some people we're all different. We thank God for that, right? But you know, we just all want to get better. So listen to it for the sake of somebody else. Um, Luke uh, twelve thirty four says, "Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be." Luke 12, 34, that's, that's New Living. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So what that tells me is what we put our time and efforts into, that, that's what's important. And, and, and the thing is, even stuff being unorganized, 
that can even come back and be a heart issue. And you say, well, you're crazy. Well, the thing is, if something is really, really important to us, we break our necks to get it done. Me and Ben say this all the time because sometimes it can get discouraging in ministry and not even that. Say you're planning a birthday party for a kid or something like that and nobody shows up. It hurts, you know, because you're like, oh, my gosh, I did all that work and they didn't even show up. Because but people do what they want to do. So, so, you know, j- just keep that in mind. What, what's important to us, what's really, truly important to us, it, it's a hard issue. Um, but I like that scripture because it just says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So if, th- if things are important to us, if we like hiking a lot and we love that, that's what we're going to do a bunch. Uh, there's some people that like hunting a bunch. I mean, they go bow season, rifle season, uh, BB season. That's not a real thing. Some of y'all are like, oh, my gosh, I need to try to check into that. I might be able to do that. I'll be just joking. Uh, man hand, you got to wrestle deer with your bare hands that season. But there are some people that just love stuff, and what we spend our time and our money on is what we love. Uh, and just like we talked last week, you know, some people's got buying addictions, and sometimes somebody's spouse or somebody else just needs to be like, look, you got a problem with that. But what we spend our time and money on, that's what's important to us. And so that's why we need to make sure our priorities in order. If we love our kids, if we love our spouse, if we love, you know, family members, that's what we're going to spend our time with. That's it's, it's a hard issue. Um, so I just I want to ask you this morning, uh, what is important in life? Okay, what's it, Jan? You don't have to holler this out like, get the hamster start running on your wheel. I know it might be a little early for some of you, but uh, get the hamster running on your. What is important in life? I'm going to go even a step further. What's actually necessary? What do you have to have? Not what do you want. Now, don't get me wrong. God God will give us our wants because he loves us as long as it's lining up with what he what He has. Now, if you want somebody else's wife, no. <laughs> That's not, so, so, like, there's a line there, okay? You can't do that. So, so what's actually necessary? And if you're not sure, like I said, see if it lines up with Scripture. If you're like, like man, God, I really... I feel like I, I do need that because it's something that, that, that would meet my basic needs, but it's, and I want it. Pray about it. And that's just last week we were we even talked about praying about purchases, you know, taking a night to to oversee and, and check some things, see if it lines up. And the way that, that priorities need to be, um, God needs your relationship with God needs to be number one, okay, um, over your spouse, over your family, anything. And the reason with that is if this isn't good, okay, you see what I'm doing? then this can't be good. So if your relationship's not right with God, then it's it's going to be hard to love everybody else. It's going to be hard to do all these things. So God needs to be your first priority. Then family. And family needs to be your next priority, okay? Um, and then uh, your ministry. And, and when I say ministry, you say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a youth pastor. I'm not this. Ministry is, is just is life in general. If you're a Christian, you have a ministry whether it's a ministry at your work, whether you may be a youth pastor or pastor or, or whatever. So God, family, ministry. And I'm just simplifying these into one thing because, I mean, we could, that list could go on forever. But um, I don't want to go on forever. Do you want me to? No, we won't. All right, so uh, number one, uh, make your relationship with God a priority. Uh, we talked last week a little bit, you know, about making sure we're, we're spending time listening to worship music. Oh, Carver. What's wrong, Carver? Pizza? <laughs> Usually she's like, pizza? <laughs> oh, she must be serious. Pizza didn't even phase her. Um, so make your relationship with God a priority. 
a personal relationship. Make sure you're spending time. I like to read my devotional. I've been doing really good on this. Um, I, I do it when I'm laying in bed in the mornings that way before I even get on Facebook or anything. Um, I don't always recommend doing stuff on your phone. That works now during the middle of the day. Usually I got too much stuff that starts popping up. So before I like get started in the mornings, I'll read my devotional this morning. I was up at 2.30 with the coyotes, and I didn't go back to bed till about 3.30 or 4, so I read it really early this morning. I was like, well, I'm going to read my Bible. That always puts me to sleep. <laughs> and it did the trick, <laughs> but I did learn something. But because um, if, I, if I can't fall asleep, I read. So uh, making sure that you're spending some devotional time. I love that Highlands app because it gives you like a short devotional and then it gives you the passage from the Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and a proverb. You can do it in about 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, and it takes you through the whole Bible in one year. And there's some stuff that I read, even though I've read it every year for a couple of years now, there's still some stuff I was like, oh, man, I forgot that happened to the Bible. The Bible is crazy, Okay. It's really interesting. Some of it's not like right now. I'm on Chron- Long Chronicles. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like reading the index for a history book or something. Um, but but make sure that, that you have that relationship with God because just something about being in God's presence, stuff melts away, worries and stress. Now I'm not saying that it's you know as soon as you get out of that, it's gonna be it's not the devil's not gonna be throwing it back in your face. But but it's important. Um, you need to have a church relationship with people. Um, how do you have that? You need to come to church, but we only, you know, we only meet once a week unless we have connection groups, or sometimes we'll get together, they'll go kayaking, or somebody will have a, a feed at their house or eat or something like that, but it is very important that you have a church relationship um, with people because that is what's going to build you up. There are some people that say, I don't think you have to go to church to be a Christian. I'm not going to say yes or no on that, but let me say this. There are people that I know that have served in ministry faithful for years, and they start they they step away and they start missing one week, and then it turns into two weeks, and then it's months, and it's a sad thing. It breaks my heart. So church needs to be a priority. I'm telling you, I, and I, I know stuff comes up. Me and Ben like sometimes we'll send out texts like, "Hey, I'm just checking on you. I'm with you." We don't ever yield anybody or beat them with the Bible, but I'm telling you guys, one week. And then all of a sudden it's two, and then it's, I mean, it's like, man, do they, are, are they going somewhere else? Or No, they're, they're not going anywhere. But you need to have that connection with people because whenever you're struggling with something and you're wanting to, like, cuss somebody up one side down the other, Ryan can, now that Howie's got a phone, he's a premier texter, but Ryan can text Howie and be like, Howie, I'm struggling with this. If he's not here having that relationship with Howie, he doesn't have any brother or sister in Christ to fall back on. So church is very important. I'm not going to get into the whole salvation thing, but let me tell you this. If you're not there, I'm telling you, you're, I, don't, I don't see how just because we see it happen all the time. So make sure, make sure that you're in church as much as possible and talking to people because just, and it was weird. I, I mean, it's, it's nothing super profound, but like a month ago, the pine tree that's pretty much dying out here. Um, I was up here one week, and I always look at it because I'm like, man, I really, we really need to cut them limbs. Um, and one week it was totally green. I kid you not. And within one week, there was only a patch about that much that was green, and everything else on it was brown. Now it's like in really bad shape. But it was just like God was like, you know, from one week to the next, your walk with God, and even overnight. But just with one week to the next, it's important because you think you've got it all together, and then you miss a week. And so you take somebody that's not been to this church in two or three weeks and then come in, it's like, oh, my gosh, what happened to that tree? It happens. And uh, now I'm just like, man, that thing's going to fall. 
turn on the power one. And it's going to be mad. So just like your walk with Jesus, okay? <laughs> but it is important that we're with each other, that we spend time with each other. Uh, families, and more important, heads of families that don't make God or church a priority don't make it. Um, I know there are people in this room, some of my family, they have unsaved spouses. Don't Do not give up. Keep praying for them, okay? But if, if, even if you're the woman, and I'm not getting into that whole domination thing, <laughs> but even if you're the woman, be, you, you are the head. If you're the mom that goes to church and the dad don't go, or vice versa, it's your job to train that family up the best you can. The best you can. So, so don't give up. Don't quit on that. Don't, don't think that, that it's not noticed, that it doesn't matter because it does. Um, I'm proud of you. Don't give up. Um, just be that Christian light because they, they, they got to get from somewhere. Uh, number two, uh, make your family a priority, okay? Spend time with your spouse if you have one. Um, if you're married to him, you should love him, okay? <laughs> Um, take take date nights, okay? Um, if you don't have a spouse and you got kids, or even if you have a spouse and kids, I think this is really cool. One of our pastor friends years ago, uh, Josh, he would start doing daddy-daughter dates where he would take his girl. One t- Sometimes he'd do them both, but to give them that individual attention, you know, like once a month. Um, and if you can do it more often than that, I think that marriage is really, I would recommend at least one date night a month where you're not you know, or I'm sorry, one date, not a week. But but Josh, he would take his, his girl out one, you know, once a month. It was just them. Um, he did the same thing with Stephen, just like a dad-son, you know, date. I know that's kind of not macho, but that's what he did. And Beth did the same thing. She had a, a, a mother-son date. So so take take your kids out when it's just you all. Spend some time and, and pray before that that God would, would kind of break down some barriers, especially if you got a teenager one. In those teenage years, they don't parents are not cool and they don't think that you get them they don't think you understand but I promise you God will reveal stuff to you just pray about that and and do that it's important that we take that time and spend with them um do not put your kids or your spouse over your you know don't put your kids over your spouse or vice versa got really quiet everybody's like what in the world um me and Ben do not have kids and I don't know if it's just because of the pastor thing, but we get so many parents that come to us about advice. They're like, you know, what do we do? But if you, if you have if you have a kid, I don't care how old they are, do not put them over your spouse unless it is like a dangerous situation. Now, if there's, if there's physical abuse going on there, you better do something, get your head examined. But kids are, are awesome at pitting parents against each other, okay? Um, they will, and especially once they're teenagers, they will play whatever they can. But but get your priorities in order, okay? You've got your relationship with God. Um, if you've got a spouse, you guys get where I'm going with this. Do not put them in a situation where your kids are more important than your spouse. And I'm not talking dangerous, physical, and vice versa. Um, if you've got a kid that beats the tar out of the dad or something, because you never know, um, don't put them in front. Make sure your priorities are right, because... The number one reason for divorces in America is money, finances. The number two reason is because of relationships wherever a mom or a dad will pick their kid over their spouse. That's the number two reason. Um, some of those are usually because their stepkids involved, but it, it can happen in any any scenario. So, d- you know, don't do that. Get, get your priorities right. 
And I, you say, well, you don't understand about kids. I know, but I'm just, I'm telling you from literally the hundreds of situations of, of adults coming to us being like, I don't know what to do. Um, my husband is, is putting the daughter between us. He do stuff with her, but won't do stuff with me. Get, get your priorities in order because it happens. And even getting to some of this, like personally, I was looking to see who was in here. But um, just, just being honest, uh, growing up, I've had like I have a, um, a half sister. Man, she's nuts. I pray that she gets saved. She gets always been in trouble and stuff like this. I'm gonna talk a little bit about this. But um, she's just always been. And dad, my dad, he always done. I mean, he treated her like a daughter and still does today, just just like he did me, even though I'm a, I'm a daughter. But Michelle, she's named between my mom and dad, and it, and it can cause some issues. Granted, that's your kid, but if they're if, if they're lazy, if they're not doing stuff that's right, do not dare pick that child over your husband. And and I'll just I'll use myself as a personal example, so nobody's like, well, she's talking about me. I've seen it all the way, all the way through my kids. She's 12 years older than me, so I was like in kindergarten when she graduated high school, and we just my whole life. Now, mom didn't do that, so I'm just, I'm that's, I'm just using that as an example. But it could have happened, Dad. How many times would you just want to choke her? Yeah, really, for real. But, but things can happen. So get your priorities in line. Um, and and being in church and being a Christian, that's a good place to do that. To help things, don't don't pick them over because I'm telling you it can cause problems. And and discuss those issues. Don't let anything build up. You know, if there's some problems that if their priorities aren't in order, then you need to get with them. And if whatever end of that you're on, be be an adult, have reasonable conversations, see what the Bible says about it, and pray. Because um, sometimes you know people don't want to be told no, and moms moms are softer. Um, Ben talked about a few weeks ago, parents, be the parent that says no, okay? Sometimes you have to. Um, I think Ben talked about, like, Amy and Jason, because she's like, no, and Jason's like, yeah, do it twice, man. He's just, <laughs> he's, he's wild. But sometimes you got to say no. Like, my mom, she was a softie. But, like, Dad, like, he gets loud about stuff. Yeah, I mean, come on. Dad's loud. And when he's mad, whew, that was enough. If Dad was, like, no and angry, that was it. So, so sometimes you know there are disagreements, but make sure your priorities right because it's going to make your marriage stronger. When your marriage is stronger, God can work through you, be a lot to others, and uh, and you can do a lot to to build up the kingdom and reach others whenever you're you're uh, strong. Uh, own up to your responsibilities. People can't own up to responsibilities if they aren't given any. Being passive can mean you're enabling. Okay. So sometimes you can enable your kids. You think that, well, I'm just giving them this, I'm just giving them that, I don't want to be too hard. Guess what? They're never going to grow up and do anything if their mom was still wiping their butt for them, okay? J just being blunt this morning, because priorities, I'm telling you guys, that's the number two reason for divorces in America is over kids. Um, my dad, man, he was rough. Whenever I come back from Bible college, yeah, mean, he's still mean. And whenever I come back from Louisiana, he told me, he said, I've got two rules. He said, number one, he said, your butt's always going to be in church if you're going to live here. And number two, you're going to get a job. You're not going to be done. And then 
want to say after I came back, I did start paying my cell phone bill. I didn't pay my car insurance. But I was like, gosh, Dad. Just because he had been through all that before with my sister and said the same thing to her, he was just like, look, you come home, you're both going to be in church. And I'm not going to lie, there were Sunday, Sunday mornings that I didn't kind of want to get up. And I might have pretended to be sick. Have you ever done that? I mean, it's okay. I just, I did. Um, but but that he's like, you're going to get a job. So so challenge him. Don't, don't be passive because it comes between families all the time. And um, last thing, uh, prioritize your ministry. Shauna, put that, there's a picture in there. Yeah, that one. I and you may not be able to see this, uh, but prioritizing your ministry. I'll read it. Um, this, I don't know, this popped up in my Facebook feed a couple weeks ago. But, um, I work with all kinds of different people, and a lot of the, some of the teachers I work with, they were raised up in church, but they don't want to go now. And they're always talking about, their, their parents are kind of like some, I guess you could call them Bible thumpers. You know, they're just always like shoving scripture in their face. And don't get me wrong, you need to witness to your kids and witness to everybody, but um, they're just kind of over it. So I got to thinking, so I typed this, and this is to myself. So this was a little over a year ago. It says, if you really want to win others to Christ, then walk it out. You need to love people, help and serve others, even your enemies. And I know that one is tough. And I'm going to be honest, the election, that was really tough because I just wanted to, like, throat punch some people. But we've got to pray for everybody, including ourselves. Have a good work ethic at your job. Be on time. Go above and beyond, even if you don't get anything in return. So you get paychecks, okay, obviously. But but always leave things better than you found it, even if it's even if it was trash. Still pick it up better. Um, pay your bills on time. Ouch. Live a life that is pleasing to Him. Be set apart in a way you act and speak. You can quote all the scripture, tell people about your church, preach hellfire and brimstone, but it's meaningless. If people can't see something different in you and me that they're missing, then we're missing it as Christians. And I'm still a work in progress, and I'm thankful for grace and mercy because I don't have the answers to all those things. But I just I hear a lot of people say, you know, I know about church, you know about this, you know about that. You can't tell me anything I don't know. And I just got to thinking, sometimes who you are at work, that's the only Jesus that people are going to see. If you can't talk to them about the Bible, and you can tell people about your church, you can do stuff all day long. But if we're not doing the basic stuff, okay, then we're missing it. If the And Elizabeth, I'm not cracking on you because she didn't have a ride to work the other day. And it was late for her appointment. <laughs> she left her keys in her mom's car. That stuff happens. But And, and uh, I mean, things are going to happen. But if, like, if she's late, on a consistent basis, but they know that she goes to church and she's there. So, what kind of witness is that? Um, if 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 you're late paying your cell phone bill every month, but that's the only Jesus that people are going to see, what kind of witness is that to the world? Um, and like I said, I don't have all the answers, and I'm definitely not perfect. But I'm I'm telling you, people that you work with, if they see that you're going above and beyond even if it's somebody that you don't really work well with or like, that's the biggest lot ever. Because there are people that, that aren't ever going to come through these doors. I hate that. I wish that hell was never, never had one person that's going to be full according to what the Bible says. We've got to do everything we can. So we've got we've to change it. So keep that in mind. Prioritize your ministry. Make sure your church involvement. Make that everyday life the ministry. Your activities, your hobbies. If you're kayaking, that can be a ministry tool. 
because you're going to run across people. That's how Cindy, and I didn't even have this in my notes, it just hit me, but that's how I ended up getting her to come to church. Um, I ended up getting my CDL. And she was out there at the bus garage, and I was like, she, I know she went kayak, and I just, I knew who she was just because I'd seen her driving the bus whenever I would teach at school and stuff. Um, and I was like, well, we, I was like, message me, and we'll go kayak. And we're like that next week, she messaged me, and I said, yeah, I've got church, so we've got two services, but I'll, I'll meet you down after that. And after a couple weeks of that, never said anything about church. I mean, she knew, and she asked, que- asked me questions, and then she ended up coming. So something as simple as that, you may not think, that's a ministry tool. Um, going to drag strips, you know, that it's a hobby, it's an interest going off, and you will encounter people, and sometimes the, if <laughs> sometimes that'd be bad if the only Jesus people seen whenever he's at the golf course and he had a bad day. I just thought of this, because you know how people like throw clubs and get carried away? Yeah, so remember, people are always looking, and Lathan, I just thought of you for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know, I've never even gotten to go with him yet, but people are watching you, everything you do. Anything from being on time to paying your bills to, to serving in a project, anything. And that's the only Jesus. So we gotta make sure our priorities are in line because whenever our, our relationship with God's not right, our relationship with family's not right, and we're always stressing about work and we don't put these things in the right order, we're gonna keep stressing about them. So one, you better make sure that your relationship with God's in the right place. <laughs> That's the only sanity we all have, in all honesty. You can't depend on family a lot of times. You can't depend on friends. You can't depend on jobs, anything. But God is the one constant base in our lives. Uh, make sure that, that, you're, that you have your priorities set in order to spend time with your family. Okay, spend time with people that are important. Um, if stuff's not important, then reduce it. Cut it out. Trim the fat. Don't go, to, don't go up to a friend that's not a good influence and be like, well, you're fat and I'm trimming you because they're probably, that's probably not going to go too well. So um, just some quick ways, uh, just in closing, just some things that we can do um, on reducing stress and help prioritizing. Make to-do lists. I haven't lately just because I don't really have a lot of projects, but normally like Sunday evenings, I would make a to-do list for the week. And then as I got done, I I normally did it on my phone. As I get done, I'm going to scratch that stuff off. Excuse me. Have accountability. Don't be afraid to get your feelings hurt, okay? We don't want anybody to be accountable with us because they're going to tell us about stuff about ourselves that we don't like or they're going to say, hey, you didn't do this. I need you to do better. Find somebody that will tell you the truth. Don't find somebody that's going to walk on eggshells, okay? So be accountable. Nobody likes to be lined out, guys. We're humans. Um, I don't like when Ben tells me, hey, you didn't do this. You need to go back and apologize or that was wrong or this was wrong. And I'm going to be honest, usually those closest to you don't always say it in the most loving way. But that's okay. That's just, they kind of can get away with that. Um, Set a goal of being at least 15 minutes early for everything. If that's something you struggle with. When I was in Bible college, like we had prayer every morning for an hour at 8 a.m. And that was something they told me then. They said, you need to be here by 745. And I was thinking, why? Don't start till 8. But... 15 minutes earlier, that that gives you time that if something happens, granted if you have a flat tire, it's gonna probably gonna take longer than 15 minutes to change, but make that a goal. So like, not today, and things have changed, but normally, like, I would wanna start practice at 8.45, okay? Music practice on Sunday morning. So I would try to be here by 
that way I could go ahead and have stuff line up just plain ahead. Um, I had a woman, uh, well, she's my boss. She works at the bank. She's my supervisor. And she always talked about, she said, because uh, she was over the teller line and there was always people being late and stuff like that, uh, she, it would drive her nuts whenever people would come in repeatedly late and then never apologize for anything because it was just kind of like, are, are, they not, are they not seeing this or they just don't care? So apologize for stuff. And then she told me too, she goes, but at the same time, the same ones are late every time. They say they're sorry every time, but if you're sorry and not changing anything, it's pointless. But, but make it a goal for 15 minutes early. I learned that probably about 15 years ago, and I, I still try to stick to that because it does make sense. Um, sometimes I lay my clothes out the night before. I'm a nerd, especially <laughs> when, the, when the times when I've got to get up at 435 and I start laying out clothes. I'm going to have my clothes laid out. No parents do that for kids. I do that for myself. Um, I'll lay stuff out the night before. If I know that, like, like for church on Sundays, I've usually got my church bag and my guitar and everything and it's by the door because if I don't, if I leave something plugged in in a different place, I'm going to end up missing it. Carver, what are you doing? I think I know. Um, and uh, a few minutes of stress or a few minutes of prep, like a lot of times, it'll, it'll cut out a lot of stress, okay? So if we really want to do stress and hurry, make some preparation. You might think, well, that's nerdy or that's goofy or I'm not doing that. But I'll tell you what, if you've got everything done, if you are running late in the morning, you do overslept. There was a couple Sundays ago, Ben and I overslept. We somehow still, we still made it here on time. But, oh, my God, I was about to kill him because if I'm running late, I'm like a demon. I'd fell back to sleep after my alarm went off, and he he never falls back to sleep. Usually once he's up, he's up. I was like, well, I'm not setting my alarm. And then I woke up, and it was like 9. And church starts at 9.30. And uh, I was like, I said, Ben. It was kind of like the home alone moment where they get they realize they overslept, the flight's getting ready to leave, and they're all running around. That It was like, oh, we overslept. And I was like, Ben, what is wrong with you? I was like, hurry up and get in the shower. I'm going to feed the dogs and take them out. And, and uh, a few minutes of prep. Set an alarm. <laughs> I should have set an alarm because I should have known better. Just being prepared. So I just stand to your feet here real quick. Um, like I said, just just priorities and just basic principles and some fun stories about my chaotic family. And there's a whole lot more than that, I promise. And um, I just want to encourage you guys to, to to take a rest, take some Sabbath and all that, um, because that needs to be a priority too is rest. Need to have a relationship with God. Need to have a good relationship with your family, which is important. Need to have uh, priorities for your ministry, but uh, you need to take a rest too. Uh, for a while, I used to try to take Saturday. That I'm getting ready to preach that because <laughs> it didn't start till then. At first, it did it right when Carver set that down. I was like, "Well, that's a sippy cup. That's not a toy." I was like, "What in the world?" So, um, take a rest. I used to try to do Saturdays, and that lasted for oh about. A month and a half and then stuff started coming up on Saturdays so I kind of haven't really been able to to take a Sabbath um, so I need to try to get back into that because that does help me because I run all week long and it's just like this week everything at church apparently broke and I told Ben I said if one more thing at church breaks I'm just going to burn it down because <laughs> I'd had it up to here I was thinking oh my gosh but that's the beauty of God whenever we're like getting ready to do a sermon on stress it comes so what are we going to do so I just want to pray over you guys today 
just that God would, would help all of us to have priorities and just that um, just that we would be able to take some rest and slow down and be able to figure out what's important in life. Because the devil wants to keep us tore up like a can of trout, as Ben says. He doesn't want us to be happy. He doesn't want us to relax. Right, carbs? Pizza? Pizza? Say it. Pizza? She'll say it like 50 times after we get out of here. But, um... I just want to pray over you guys and just pray with you just that, that God would help us get our priorities right. Um, I love you guys. Remember to keep sharing stuff on Facebook and being a light in one way or another so that we see new faces each week. And I mean, I know we're all pretty to look at, but sometimes we can get kind of stagnant, so it's time to reprioritize and de-stress. So let us pray together. God, I just thank you for this awesome day at Bethesda. Father, I just thank you for the group of people that you've blessed us with, God. And I thank you for the responsibilities that you've blessed us with. God, just in each and every area of our lives, I pray that you just help us to prioritize this week. God, make lists. God, just to trim away the things that, that aren't important. God, to get our priorities in order. God, that we would everything would, would line up under that having that great relationship with you. God, I pray blessings over the people this day. I pray that you'd bless them with jobs, God. Bless them in their finances, God. Bless them with wisdom to manage all of those things that you've blessed us with. Thank you for this awesome weekend we've had. Thank you for this family. Lord, let us, let us just be overcomers in all those situations in our lives, God. You know what they are. Thank you for everything you've done, for what you're going to do this week, God. In your precious name we pray and ask all these things. Amen.